Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to the most electrifying podcast in all of internet radio today. You are listening to the Sports Wire. I just want to kind of apologize that yesterday, Thursday, I did not record an episode. Quite honestly, uh, I'm assuming, I'm thinking that maybe Thursdays will be the day off of putting out putting out a podcast simply because, you know, I do five podcasts overnight and then Wednesdays is usually later on in the day. So I kind of kind of let it breathe a little bit. Um, but I want to thank you all for listening. My name is Vinny Apicella and I'm here with you. Today is Friday, November 8th, 2019. And uh, the Northeast is going to, at least Connecticut, is going to look for its possible first uh, snowflakes of the year. Which, uh, you know, it's, it waited till November at least instead of doing it, thing, you know, Halloween time. And I'm sure it's going to be more of a slush type situation. Uh, but that brings me to, to a question. How do you people feel about the global warming? You know, I know that the, I know that people are divided. You know, none of us are really scientists to say yay or nay when it comes to it, you know. The thing is, is that the climate, you know, climate change is a real thing. And, and I will stand by that. Global warming, unfortunately, in my opinion, is not. Climate, the climate does go through stages. It goes through, you know, um, different, different stages throughout its history. And we've seen that from the Ice Age, you know, to, to now and how it does. It fluctuates up and down and... You know, and it's just the weather patterns and, you know, and I know that we have a lot of pollution in the air. I'm not going to deny that, you know, and I know back in the 90s, the biggest thing was, oh, protect the ozone layer. And, you know, the ozone layer has holes in it, which which is going to lead to more, you know, UVA and UVB rays coming in. Haven't heard much about that lately now, have we? Now it's all about global warming. It's all about the, the melting of the polar ice caps, which is going to end up, you know, flooding us and, and more violent storms and everything. We've seen a lot of uh, violent storms in the past, you know, decade, whether it's, uh, you know, and even before, you know, Katrina and, you know, and then Hurricane Sandy a number of years ago. So we have seen these, you know, a lot of the storms. Um, a lot of these, uh, you know, like like Sandy was a bombo genesis. It was basically a uh, hurricane that was wrapped around a uh, nor'easter or a blizzard or whatever. And it was just strange. It really was. Um, I'm not a scientist. I'm not going <laughs> to fake it and, and lie and say that I'm something I'm not. No, that's not true. Uh, but... I do feel like, at least in my lifetime, I've seen the temperature gauge go up. I've seen the temperature gauge go down. I've seen weather patterns that have been all rain for for some winters, weather patterns that have been all rains for summers. So they do change um, the, the weather patterns. And it's not something that I believe is something that we can necessarily change. Um... You know, that's why the, the Paris Accord for, for global warming is, is a crock of crap. And I'm proud of De- President Trump for pulling us out of it. Um, 
Do I feel we need to be more conscious with our environment? Absolutely. And, you know, what do I mean by that? Well, you know, the, 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 the formation and the, the influx of hybrid electric vehicles and just regular plain electric vehicles is a good thing. You know, we don't want to use up all of our fossil fuels. We don't want to use up, you know, the, the, the oil for the gasoline and, and everything. Um, because obviously we're going to need, in order to sustain life, we're going to need certain, you know, certain things. And, you know, those, those natural, naturally occurring uh, fuel sources are, you know, dwindling. And how, you know, it's not like it's an infinite amount. It's a finite amount. And we're, we're lucky that it's gotten us so far. And with the amount of cars on the road, and with the amount of, you know, new cars, new drivers, and people who are living later, so those drivers are still on the road as well, that's a lot. It's a lot, you know, it's a lot of emissions. It's a lot of, you know, gas being used and consumed. Oils and cars. Um, you know, so it's one of those things where we do have to protect our planet, but I don't think it's necessarily because of global warming. Um, I don't know how big of a hot, tub, hot button issue it is, but I do want to talk about the backlash that Chris Jericho has faced because Chris Jericho posted a picture saying that he'd interviewed Donald Trump Jr. about his book Trigger on his Talk to Jericho podcast. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be released either later this week or, or next week or whenever he does. But, you know, he wants to coincide it with the book launch, and I get it. That's the whole point of going on a podcast is is to uh, prom- for promotion and marketing. So here's the thing. I haven't read the book, obviously. And I don't even know if I will. I might, I might not. Donald Trump Jr., he's, you know, he's a business person. You know, he gets a bad rap all the time. All the Trumps do. President Trump gets a horrible rap. And, you know, people, you know, read the, mis, uh, the, the fake news about him being a racist and homophobic and this and that and the other thing. And it's all garbage. And he gets a bad rap because of it. We know it. And it's, you know, that's really all there is to it. Um, But Chris Jericho, first of all, the Khan family has, uh, I would assume, are Republicans. I I know that Andrew Yang has uh, come out in support of AEW. And Jericho had said, you know, thank you. You know, Mr. Future President or whatever. As of right now, Andrew Yang is not going to get the nominee. You know, he's got a great prop, great platform. And, you know, especially his, you know, $1,000 stipend per month for everybody over the age of 18. Hell, I know I could use an extra $1,000 a month. I don't know anybody else who would turn that down. Excuse me. But the fact is, is it realistic like you could say that but how are you going to implement that like i want i want to see the infrastructure behind it where is where you know where those where those money is going to come from you can't just give out money 
you know, and, and expect it, you know, to just just be there. Like, where would it come from? Where, where are you going to draw it off of? Because it, it could be looked at one of two ways. One, $1,000 a month is going to help stimulate the economy. It'll give more people more money to spend, save, to, you know, for, for bigger... Uh, for bigger purchases and you know it'll definitely help but at the same time will hurt it because you're giving out thousand dollars a person a month where's that money coming from how long until the country goes fully bankrupt so while I like the sentiment I don't exactly know how realistic it is all right, so I'm going to take a quick break. My name is Vinny Upsala. i got to get a drink, and uh, I'll be right back right here on the Sports Wire. All right, welcome back to the Sports Wire. Again, my name is Vinny Upsala. Thank you for listening and downloading wherever you find your favorite podcasts. So I have not yet watched AEW or NXT. I'm waiting for AEW to go to be listed on demand. On Sling, and I'm waiting for uh, NXT to go out of the WWE Network. Um, I did watch Monday Night Raw, finally. Uh, great show. Uh, I like how they progressed the NXT storyline. Um, you know, although, one thing, here, here's one thing I don't, I'm not liking right now, is Seth Rollins. And I understand he's the face of the company. I understand that he's the guy right now. I mean, Brock Lesnar is a world champion, but Seth is the guy. Seth and, and Roman are their respective brands. But see, here's the thing. Seth Rollins, I, his voice gets on me. He, he's got such a high-pitched voice for a guy, you know, not, not really high-pitched, but you know what I mean, high-pitched for a guy that he really sounds like he complains or whines every time he does a promo. And I like how Triple H came out and offered him to come to NXT. You know, he said, I'm not coming there as just a former Universal Champion. I'm coming there as the top guy. So, you know, let Adam, know, Adam Cole know I'm coming for his title or whatever. Um, I, I don't, you know, and obviously Adam Cole won. Adam Cole main evented SmackDown and then Raw, you know, within four days and defeated Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins. Adam Cole is a is an up and comer. I really like this kid. I like the Undisputed Era. You know, I, I'm glad. You know, the Undisputed Era is today's Four Horsemen. You know, and that's all there is to it. Uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are, are Aaron Anderson and Tully Blanchard. You know, you got Roderick Strong as the fourth member because you know uh, the Four Horsemen have changed so much. Uh, I you know. He's not, he, I don't think, I wouldn't consider, you know, consider him in the same class as like Barry Windham, but Paul Roma, perhaps, <laughs> um, you know, but, and then obviously Adam Cole, like Ric Flair. Last night, uh, the reason why I didn't watch either AEW or NXT, I went to go see Jake the Snake Roberts last night in his Dirty Deeds tour. Um, it was, uh, it was fantastic. I highly recommend it if it comes to your area. Um, and, you know, he said that it took three years to record the resurrection of Jake the Snake. Three years that was his journey on how to get clean, which is amazing. Uh, 
you know, and, you know, he went through some fun stories um, about Mr. Fuji ribbing people on, you know, on the road and how, you know, if someone fell asleep, he didn't wake up with one eyebrow. Uh, um, you know, he talked about how he was screwed over a lot and lost out on a lot of paydays, um, which is true if you look back on it. You know, see, here's the thing. It's like he said that, you know, they did a couple of test runs at house shows of Jake the Snake and Hulk Hogan when Jake had first turned heel and had him take on Hogan. And people were chanting DDT. They were starting to turn on Hogan already at the time. And Vince nixed it. And said, no, brother. You know, can't have that. Hogan's got to be the baby face. You know, could you imagine if there was a Hollywood Hogan type turn in, you know, in the early 90s for Hogan? And turning, you know, turning heel that time? You know, see, I think people are getting tired of Hogan. They were getting tired of that. You know, that, that superhero baby face who, who, you know, says your prayers, takes your vitamins, yada, yada. And, uh, you know, people were getting tired of it way back then. And even though I've been a Hulkamaniac my entire life and I would never boo Hulk Hogan, um, even when he turned Hollywood, I, I, was, I, I was full WWE, you know, WWF fan. And seeing this on WCW, I'm like, yeah. And Kevin Nash being there is Diesel, and I'm a huge, you know, Kevin Nash fan. I sided with the NWO automatically. But, you know, Jake the Stink Roberts, I have to say, is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And why do I say that? Not because he had such a big run, not because he had a lot of titles, because I don't think he really had any titles. Um, but, well, at least major titles. But the psychology that he used... In his promos and in the ring, you know, in his promos, he knew you didn't have to yell and scream and carry on to get a point across. You whisper. You make somebody listen to you. Um, you know, and just absolutely fantastic. I found his, you know, um, his traveling stories with Hacksaw Jim Duggan to be, you know, quite hilarious. Um, but I highly recommend it. He's a really great guy. He's clean and sober now and um, just fantastic. I highly recommend it. Um, but that's, you know, that makes me realize that, you know, and I've said the psychology is missing in wrestling nowadays. You know, especially like in AEW where, for the most part, other than a guy like Cody Rhodes or Dustin, or, or Dustin Rhodes or Jericho, um, they're is no, especially in AEW, there's no psychology being told, you know, I want to know why I'm supposed to like these guys, I want to know why, what they do to have that redeeming quality for me to actually enjoy them, like, I have no redeeming, there's, in my eyes, there's no redeeming quality for Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks, I don't like them, I don't like them at all, um, so, I just, that's it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've, I've gone at it, I've gone over it ad nauseum already. Um, but I just wanted to point out that a guy like Jake the Snake, you know, he was able to, he was able to really encompass what the psychology was. What was 
the story that was meant to be told here. And uh, he did a great job, and he was definitely one of the greatest of all time, in my opinion. You know, you could not agree with him being, you know, an addict um, on on drugs or alcohol, but he got he got him he got clean thanks to Diamond Dallas Page and his staff, and then Scott Hall came to join them as well. Um, so, I just wanna uh, wanted to touch base on that, but. Thank you all for listening. My name is Vinny Apicella, and uh, you could go ahead and donate to my No Shave November page. Uh, the link is on the anchor.fm page that you can get to by going to sportswireaudio.com. Uh, and in there, the link is no-shave.org slash member slash Vinny A81. Go ahead and donate. Go ahead and uh, help, uh, help our podcast as well. You can go ahead and uh, uh, support the show. Send over a couple dollars here and there. But either way, I want to just thank you all for listening. And uh, my name is Vinny Epsala. I will be back with you tomorrow. Hopefully I'll have watched NXT and or uh, AEW by then and uh, have some information for you. But uh, for now, like I said, my name is Vinny Epsala. I will see you tomorrow here on the Sportswire.